0: Welcome to another episode of From the Red Room. Uh, Tonight's reminiscence is going to be a a special episode, a special cross-country episode, something that has been transcontinental, if you will, uh, as we have in the Red Room tonight for the first time in many, many moons. Uh, Not only just Charlie, but also Mike, who's not transcontinental. He's trans across the street. Well, you're talking about um, the the, uh, formats changing. And I get that, and that and like because we were talking about the forever product, and mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about it too much because I want, I want to just enjoy your guys' company right now and talk about some fun shit like Star Wars and oh, comics yeah. and, uh, yeah, I don't know Buffy or
1: Pops or just some- or Eddie Izzard, because I see that like <sighs> DVD over your yeah left, your right shoulder. Oh, well, it's
0: not DVD, son. That's a VHS. Is that
1: VHS? A Eddie Izzard? Really?
0: VHS. That's cool,
1: man. Yeah, I love Izzard. dude. He's great. He's awesome.
0: Um. But I think we're lucky in that right now, while the formats may change, we are able to capture things and transfer them to the next generation of whatever it is a lot more easily than previous. Like we lost a lot of content. um, Going from VHS to CD. Going from VHS to CD or even like I was talking about that recording of my dad, like a cassette recording Mm -hmm. or the old like, I don't even know what size film it was, but they had an old. My parents had a projector. They had a film, like a camera that had film that was a video camera oh, that was gotcha. a projector. Yeah, no sound.
1: Hmm. But it was, it was like, wasn't these like little eight round, millimeter or something. Like, like it? these
0: little blue cases. There were little round blue cases that you could okay. watch, like these old films on that they had made of us when we were kids. Oh, that's crazy. Basically, silent movies, but they were in color, hmm. and uh, they had to take them and get them developed. All right, and uh, then watch. Yeah, so that, like for example, I think that while formats do change we're in a lot better place for that that's another reason why i think things like for example we'll never have another or maybe we will i don't know um another topic i like getting on is like the Mar- is maryland mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like it, part of the reason i think that she's enduring is because we're now at a time where we don't lose our past the way we once did oh like, that's a good point yeah. you know uh it stays fresh with us and it can be seen again and again in in High resolution and whatever,
1: mm-hmm. but uh, you couldn't. I think Nintendo started all that, right? They kept repackaging our childhood and yeah, selling it back well, to us. Oh come on, you're not one of those, are you? <laughs> oh, I'm totally one of those. I'm not a Nintendo fan.
0: <laughs> well, I uh, mean, like the whole like problem with people reselling your childhood and and mm. like, oh, you raped my childhood.
1: No, I never. I never look at it as like they raped my childhood. I'm just like, you know what? I already lived that. They're I don't making new experiences. Oh, that's um, you know, that's healthy. I think. Yeah, I mean, I guess. You know, there are some things I do like to reminisce about. You know, I like to go back and watch some of my favorite movies and stuff. Sure. You know, earlier we were talking about, yeah. like, Breakfast Club and stuff. Yeah. I love that. We talked about The Last Starfighter. Yeah. Um, the original Tron. You know, certainly i love to go back and relive some of that stuff because I, I love those things, you know. Yeah. They have meaning for me. Um, you know, it's just a matter of, like, watching these things and just kind of remembering what you were doing when you were a kid or kind of where you were at in your life, you know. Um, I think that's the whole reason why I love music. You know, music is one of those things that it creates an emotion. You, you listen to music, you listen to a song, and you're immediately transported back to that time and that place. Yeah. And more importantly, you immediately relive some of those feelings. So, you know, I, I, there's nothing wrong with, like, kind of looking at the past and everything. It's, it's a lot of fun sometimes.
0: I sometimes think about, like, uh, Christmas mornings mm-hmm. when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I like trying to just recapture those feelings those feelings as they're like kind of like coursing through me. I remember like getting my Zartan GI Joe. We did talk a lot about tattoos tonight. We did. Uh, previous we did. to sitting down. Um, Mike, you've got a bit of ink. Um, what, what inspired you to get it? I and mean, you know, what, tell us a little bit about some of your pieces. that he You want Well, to look well, tough. Yeah. The, uh, He didn't want it to look tough. I did. I did. Well, <laughs> well I was like, you know, go I don't, back I don't to the drawing feel board.
1: tough. I don't feel tough. So yeah, you know, I probably shouldn't Nor have gotten should one you. with like, mama <laughs> didn't love me. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. I'm but uh, no, the, the one that I have on my forearm, is a, uh, a Mayan snake. And for people who don't know, I was born in El Salvador. And uh, I just wanted something kind of from that area, just kind of to speak a little bit to my heritage, I suppose. So the choices
2: uh, were like Mayan snake or,
1: or. Or was it gonna be a lifted truck?
2: That, or a trouser oh, snake. Mike.
1: <laughs> 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 yes. Well played, well played, Mitch. Yes, that was that was one thought the, that went through my head. The
2: very yes. rarely seen Mayan trousers. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, no, cool. you, you know what's funny is like Mitch and I were talking earlier about GI Joe toys. You know the three and three quarter inch figures yes. that we used to have when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And there was a point where I honestly, as a kid, I wanted to get a tattoo of Storm Shadows. Uh, uh, the oh, I know what you're talking about—the yeah, the red lines I, yeah. and stuff that he had. Yeah, I wanted to do that. What was your
0: favorite point. version of Storm Shadow?
1: Uh, it was the original version. Yeah, the, uh, the all white, the, the all white, um, with the real tight ninja hood. Right, yeah, with the tight ninja yeah. hood, not yeah. the not the kind of like flowy ninja hood. I love the fight on. between
2: him and snake eyes. Oh, they had many. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love the fights between him and snake. Well, and are it. you
1: talking the movies or are you talking in the cartoon?
2: Cartoons. Cartoons. Yes. Yeah. yes. Animated. series. Well, see.
1: I also like the, uh, the G I Joe comic books. I, used cartoons to those so I never dramatic. read any of those. I was oh, strictly yeah.
0: a, a, a cartoons kid.
1: You know, what was really interesting. One of my favorite G I Joe comics, they had one, I think it might've been an annual that was, there were no words in the entire comic. It was uh, well. That was good for uh, you then. Yeah, I could read that. Yeah, it was. It it was. It was an issue where I think Cobra Commander had been captured, and Storm Shadow came in and like rescued him and stuff. And it was. It was all silent. The whole thing was silent. And it was it was one of my favorites. I absolutely love that one. That's cool. I thought it was cool. I'm like, you know, back then as a kid, I'm like, yeah, ninjas are awesome. Oh, I love ninjas. Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: I, I loved like the mirror Shirogi. face helmeted Cobra Commander, not hoodie Cobra. Commander. No, the, definitely no, the mirror face was yeah. better. Yeah, What laddered like ladders
0: like Cobra Commander. He was kind of like
1: armored, had almost a dark Vader helmet. I didn't Vader really care helmet, for that you know I'm one. Talking about. Yeah, I know which one. The you're original talking about. was I had that still one. the best yeah. for me. Yeah, the original was the best. And actually, that one, if I remember right. Or maybe I'm maybe I'm mistaking it with Duke, but I remember one of those two I had to send away for an order.
0: Oh, there were the a time. bunch you had to send send away for at first. Yeah, yeah. I ah. think even Serpentor was a, like a send away. Cobra, maybe. like the first,
2: maybe Cobra Kai. There was a lot of Cobra in the eighties. Cobra yeah la. <laughs> Oh yeah, the cobras were a Cobra thing.
1: Yeah, Cobra's cobra. Yeah. <laughs> that no, no, so that, cool. that's
0: true. That's did, very true. Did Storm Shadow ever become a good guy? I feel like the story arc. He became. In, he became good, in later or?
1: comics. He did when it was revealed that uh, it was Zartan. That had killed uh, his his master, the hard master. Wow. Um, and then it, deep yeah. dive. We got some cuts. Yeah, right here. yeah. Then he, uh, then he, he became a good guy. He kind of became a good guy too because there was in the comic <sighs> books, Cobra Commander had a son named Billy who got injured and stuff. Storm Shadow. <laughs> I don't even I, know what I'm, you're making this up. I'm not, not like, even making even... this up. I savvy. just think I'm it's funny. Cobra Commander was like,
2: what should we name our son? Billy. <laughs> Billy. I swear, I swear like, to God it was Billy. His mom. Billy like, Commander's got <laughs> a nice <laughs> ring to it. <laughs> I don't know who his mother was. I'm not sure
1: if that Billy was her. I don't want like. to have to
2: suffer through the same things I have <laughs> uh, as Cobra Commander. No, in. no. Yeah.
1: Storm Shadow took the kid and like started training him.
2: Wise old wow. Bill Commander yeah. came yeah. in and took Cobra. And so the then he kind session. of like
1: you know yeah. kind of parted ways with Cobra at that point too.
2: Yeah, Billy's um, a wild guy.
1: But yeah, yeah. Billy, he was a wild child, but not after not after training with Storm Shadow. He learned some discipline.
2: I love these names. Me. I kind of wish my dad would have named me Storm Shadow. What's your name? What's Storm Shadow, Lightning. People call me Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to make a big deal out of it.
1: Well, I, was gonna, I think my favorite character was probably Spirit, the uh, the tracker for the GI Joes. <laughs> he was Native American and You're had, had an eagle? Out. No, no no, yeah. no,
0: no. His name was not Spirit. It was Spirit.
1: No, I was don't it believe that it was. Tomahawk or something. Yeah, but,
0: uh, there was a tomahawk. There, there was. Go ahead, and look, it I'm, I'm look it up. Prove, it. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to prove I'm going prove I'm right. <laughs> I actually, and if I'm not right, I'm not going to show you a thing. Yeah, yeah I didn't uh, think so. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> I mean, it goes without saying, we talk about it a lot. But, I mean, I think a lot of people will always default to saying, well, Cobra had the best vehicles. You know, the bad guys always have the best stuff. But yeah. what was the best of the best? Like, I was just talking to you guys. I, I loved my Cobra Rattler. That thing was awesome. But what, what else did you guys do?
1: Um, uh, as far as vehicles went, uh, yeah. I believe it or not, it was another Cobra vehicle. It was the uh, what, what was it, the Water Moccasin, and the uh, driver was Copperhead. It was, was that like the a, red boat? No, no, that was the hydrofoil. Okay. Oh my! Um, God. I actually had that too. But the uh, the the Water Moccasin was kind of like a uh, like a teal smaller. What boat was He Man's
2: Battle Cat's name? Battle Cat. Yeah, that's the best vehicle. Yeah, that's
0: the best vehicle. That's the a best. Big one. Cat. Between the your best legs. vehicle in GI Joe is He Man's <laughs> Battle Cat. <laughs> Yeah, nah, so here you, know, you, here you go, Mitch. No, you I, can take do, a look. Does anyone really?
2: remember Mask? Tracker, Tracker. Code
0: Name spirit. Wow, nice. Does anybody um, remember I Mask?
2: It. I yeah, loved Mask. I do. Mobile yeah, yeah. armored security. Yeah. Was that what it was? It was like... It was something, but I always liked Mask. Yeah. I liked the animated series. I liked the Mask toys. Mask was cool, man. Those toys were pretty yeah. sweet the way they transformed it. Like they grounded thing. it a little bit. Yeah. Well, like well, I'm had... sorry.
0: When did they ground it? That was totally grounded. Look,
2: here's what I mean. At the time, Transformers were sentient robot vehicles, right? Sure. Mask was like, okay, they're not sentient robot <laughs> vehicles. <laughs> they're people multi-years. driving these. <laughs> Vehicles Wicked that vehicles transform, that would right? transform, yeah, like a Delorean that turned into a flying car, yeah. right? Or well, it
0: came out from underneath it. and like, Yeah, went back my yeah. my
1: favorite was the motorcycle that turned into like the helicopter. Yeah, I had, yeah. That. I had that. I had that too.
2: Yeah, the wings. My but you know what? It wasn't the best motorcycle. It was kind of a toy. No. They bike. had an SUV
0: before the, uh, the SUV terminology was around. I don't yeah. remember what that was, but there was like yeah. a, a Jeep type. Well, those were great still toys. Was. Yeah. Well, and it, then each I still one of the have guys... I still
2: have a figure.
0: Some of their figures are smaller. They weren't the three and three quarters. They were like a little bit smaller. Yes, they were. That was Not disappointing nearly as for me because I yeah. wanted
1: to use those vehicles for my GI Joes. Yeah,
2: but fly, I still have fly. them. <laughs> I still have some. I still have one of the little figures from Mask. That's cool. And I also still have my little uh, My Little pony? Bumblebee. What was the fascination the about having bumblebee. the masks
0: though? Because they did. No, they had the helmets and things, but the that the made masks... the characters.
2: So much cooler. They had
1: powers. The masks had powers. Was that what it was? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They could like some of them would have projectile, like not projectiles. Like, oh, like, like, like laser eyes. And stuff. I yeah. just
2: like the like. I always liked the alternative stuff. Like there was Transformers, and then there was GoBots. Oh, you got the GoBots. Oh, so you got to be you got to be a uh, hipster right now. I like yeah, I like, just like liked I liked, I liked the GoBots. Better. I did like the I didn't like <laughs> a better, but I liked them too. Yeah. You well, know, okay, I that's thought. Fair. I had Gobots. I had Transformers. I right? didn't like the Gobots. I was not a fan of GI Joe after <sighs> discovering Robotech. Oh okay. uh, well, they, Robotech you know, was Robotech cool. ruined GI Joe because GI Joe nobody really died. No, they weren't even no. allowed to punch. No, no. Uh, in the well, cartoons and
0: you can like shoot somebody. Yeah, right. And, the and there cartoons. was always
2: just too corny. Like yeah. I was going through a point where I needed to know. There was reality, and yeah. Robotech delivered that. He's <laughs> like five as years stupid old. He's as like, that. this sounds isn't right. real. Before we move hey, on to died. Robotech, I, th-
0: I remember telling my mom the difference, because she was like, go oh, ahead, because I was into Transformers, and GoBots were okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember trying, she's like, well, I don't understand. What's the difference? I was like, well. GoBots. Like the GoBots, you can see their face. Before they transform, but
1: Transformers are fancier because no. you can't see their face until got, you transform. I got them. all into GI, uh, G.I. Joe. I, I traded. I traded a friend of mine. I'd like my He-Man figures for GI Joe no, figures, and I traded wrong. away. No. I traded away some other stuff for like GI Joe figures and stuff. He-Man stuff.
2: figures were the best. They really? were the. Did you like best. you like you like the cod pieces? No, I mean they were really <laughs> the best figures. They were dynamic. They they had better pivots on the arm connections on the leg connections. They Not were compared just to more G.I. Joe. Did yeah.
0: G.I. Joe have like the battle scarred chest like thing? Like when you like okay. hit G.I. Joe, he didn't. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. The He Man, like you'd yes. hit his chest plate and it would like get
1: different. Yeah, and it would like get it the would punch and because stuff because on
2: they there. They were bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Or Man sure. of War. You remember yes. Man of War where you could hit the top of the head and his face would change? Yeah. No, no, that was Manny faces. many faces. Oh, Manny faces. Yeah. Yeah. Many From faces. man yes. to robot Rand to monster. Skeletor was awesome, except for
1: yeah. yeah, well, in the cartoon they didn't do him right. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Castle
2: Gray Skull was a great toy. That's it was a great true. toy. That's that true. was a great.
0: What toy. was the what was the uh, Skeletor equivalent? The Snake, snake Mountain. Snake it's Mountain. Yeah, but it had like a little microphone that you could talk into. Yes, yeah Yeah,
2: I remember mm-hmm. that. Uh, so my
0: friend Chris Nelson had one, and I really considered like garroting him to take it. I'm gonna walk away with your Snake Mountain. No, it's see, true, I think
1: man. the GI Joe the three I and three quarter inch figures. Had, like, the best articulation because, like, they, they, they bent at the knee, they had at the hip, at the waist, yeah, the the elbow, and then later they had the swivel arm action. The did only G.I. Joe apart?
2: that did that were the foot, the 12-inch figures.
1: No. Mm-mm. They didn't have the young. The three and three-quarter inch had that.
2: Wrist movement?
1: Not Oh, no, not they the didn't have movement. wrist no. movement. No. But no. they had the swivel arm at the elbow. When they introduced oh, okay. that, that was they, dope. Right here, like, yeah. like a
0: short sleeve shirt would come. Yeah. They're, they're Their around. arm would move. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then of course later they had the articulation in the neck where you could look down, and then instead of just like left or right, yeah. But they were they were cool, man. I dug those figures. I had I I had a huge collection. Huge Voltron fans, Voltron, Voltron. Yeah, I love the cartoon. I never actually owned any of the figures though.
2: I did. I had the five. Die, you have cast, all Liel
1: cats
0: oh yeah nice, nice. See, I had the black one I never gotten any others so I couldn't I couldn't like
2: really play oh I had all five of them my yeah. mom was trying to make up for being an absentee parrot <laughs> she was like I'll buy them all five <laughs>
1: all Voltron pieces yeah. and that's back when those those things were actually made out of metal and yeah, stuff. They were, I mean, yeah they, they like, were
2: probably poisoning thousands of kids it's true with they, lead paint, like like mercury and stuff they were, very cool, yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. they were my, very cool toys
1: one of my favorite toys of all times I had like a set of three I had a uh, X-Wing fighter I had the Millennium Falcon Mm -hmm. and I had a TIE fighter Mm -hmm. and they were die cast metal and that, yeah, that millennium nice. falcon I had for years and I don't know what happened yeah. to it now. Are you I talking really
0: about don't. the minis that, that they came were along? There was like some they weren't quite minis. Uh, so they were about
1: like the I guess, you know, uh probably about well, like four well, or your childhood long. imagination they, they were are that big, but they weren't true. No, uh, They were, no, they, were they were they were big. Like, they were big. I've seen some of the minis. They were bigger than those. Okay. Um, Everything's bigger than Mike. That's true. <laughs> hey, I'm what can I say? I'm bigger than Objects 3D. are larger big, than they than they're they're an acceptable size of toy. That's right. Quite formidable. Very formidable. Medieval. But that, Perfectly respectable. That they're you could kill people with these things that are so huge. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. No, come on. They were they were come on. don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. I understand. Hey, hey. I, I did have a I
2: snow think speeder you're one, one of the metal like die cast snow speeders <laughs> did
1: and
0: it was it was really oh, cool. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, yeah. This, this, yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those were great. Those I never toys got were one, awesome. I always wanted one. Those got yeah. killed early on too. They did not last. Yeah, no,
2: no. You know what? I remember the large uh replica Return to the Jedi speeder bike. We had like an eight inch figure. It was a collectible. Whoa! Yeah, no, I, never I don't think that. I ever saw that. Oh man, they were like the bike itself was huge. It was that's cool. Yeah, that's like kind
0: of like the hover bike the hoverboards in Back to the Future, introducing yeah. speeder bikes. To like eight to ten year old kids is cruel. It is because yeah. I want to want so one. bad. Wanna like wanna a, you, so the bad. lust that you felt for that thing. Well, like, like, oh my like we were God. talking
1: about the mask motorcycle. In my mind, that's like a motorcycle right there, but it doesn't have to like go on the ground and shit. I'm like that. That's cool. Yeah.
2: That's the um, thing is that most of those with, ex- I mean, obviously not all of them, but you know, you could see some crazy wacky guy trying to build that. And mm-hmm. it would work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, a rotary propeller on the top of a motorcycle mm-hmm. powered by the engine <laughs> would create lift. <laughs> okay, who knows where it would go from there. That's true. Uh, but but he would now. get airborne. <laughs> yeah. He That's would right. get airborne.
1: That's the important thing. As long as you can get airborne, you're
2: good to go. That guy was wearing a yellow suit. I know. I remember, I
1: remember. him. I, like I said, I own that one. That yeah. was one of the few I owned. My brother... Her. Actually, got more into Mask than I did, and Man, had quite had a few of the vehicles, like
2: Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, choreographed fight scenes between oh, yeah. all those characters.
1: Dude, I used to do that with my GI Joes, like you know, because I love Storm Shadow, uh, Snake Eyes. Well, my favorite was
0: Snake ninja. Eyes.
2: How do you not love a white? Oh yeah, ninja? I,
0: well, you know, I'm, I'm different one. for you guys. I like the ninja. I like the Storm Shadow with the hood. See, after I, the GI Joe the movie, it was latter days. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, see, I, my favorite Snake Eyes was later where he had like the gray visor. Yeah. And he also came with Timber the Wolf, yes. and he had the sword and everything. Yeah. That was my, that was my favorite. That was my favorite. Can you imagine the things eyes. that Mike
0: would know if his head wasn't just like so packed full of
2: like tiny minutia, like, like GI <laughs> well, Joe figures? Dude, what, I, I what told you. What gets you me intimate. about it, as, as an adult, I hear something like Timber the Wolf, and I, <laughs> I think of the fifty-something-year-old guy that's working for fucking Hasbro, or whatever. He's like ah timber <laughs> the wolf and then his boss is like that's really good work, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think it, I not think you had it here, but Timber the Wolf is really like it's our prize piece this fall. Let's, I mean, sh- well let's ship that oh, immediately yeah, let's, to uh R and D.
1: That's true, because like Battle Cat really took a lot of thought. Hey. I mean Listen. He's going into battle. What should we call him? Well cat. I don't know. Hey. Battle cat? Listen, well, what was the purple cat? I'm a cat fan named? of
2: Battle Axe. I think the purple cat. Axe was named, doesn't uh, sound as scary or cool to me as battle axe.
1: Battle mm. axe is frightening. It's true. So yeah, true.
2: like nobody wants He Man to ride in on cat. That's true. I wasn't, a, wasn't kitten a... battle kitten. Yeah, like that's they... true.
1: <laughs> battle kitten. I've seen that iteration. That's battle not good kitten. for anybody. Battle kitty. <laughs> battle kitty. <laughs> yeah, like like Halo Kitty. Halo Kitty. Yeah. If it weren't for He
2: Man, how would I know what women were supposed to look like?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about you're talking about Tila. Remember and, those uh,
2: look? Those figures and, were clearly oh of, yeah. Like, yeah. They were a molding for what to look for. Oh, well,
1: I mean, yeah, He-Man, all the guys are like, you know, like four inches wide, like huge, big muscles and everything. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, like people can point that
0: stuff out and they like get down on it. But look at those guys. I mean, aside from Mike, you know. Like we we do not all look so that hot. That's right. But Mike's a
1: sexy man. That's right. But... <laughs> you know, they obviously were all on steroids. All the guys were. <laughs> yes. They were
2: all on a testosterone he supplement. He-Man's like, come on, guys. It's time to juice. Hey, that's how we know He-Man was over 40. He was right. on <laughs> testosterone <laughs> supplements. He was like, I need to get ripped. Right. I've really <laughs> lost his <a> stomach. <laughs> I'm going to start taking this testosterone pills. Look at his well, hairdo. That, that, yeah, that's
1: right. Hey, listen. Oh. Battle
2: Cat wasn't all. Always that big. He started taking some steroid pills. Well, like, okay, you know, and so, and so, so
1: before he became Battle Cat, because remember, like He-Man oh, He-Man. Right. He Man wasn't He Man, he was, was Prince was. Adam. Yeah. What was what was Battle Cat's name? Otherwise, oh, that's a good question. Was it? Wow. it was it's Cringer. About... Oh, oh, it was. Sorry. It was Cringer.
2: So here's the thing does does Skeletor just have a real like he saw Battle Cat and was like, God damn it. I need a big black panther. It's purple. He's purple pants. He's a purple panther, panther yeah, right?
0: He was flocked. The I don't yeah, know why.
2: That's they're right. Not... He had the, fl- the fur. Fuzzy. Yeah. Why it does fuzzy. that have to be parody? Like, that, I think that's an interesting choice, right? It's it's like if well, we're gonna accept the characters as their <laughs> universe, right? Skeletor saw Battle Cat and was like, "Oh no! <laughs>
1: well, and, and I am s- gonna
2: go to the same guy and get <laughs> myself a purple Do panther. You know what you about?
1: That- parody. Their swords, right? Like Skeletor's sword and He Man's sword were almost identical. I had a I yeah, had a light up sword. Were. I feel like I had a He-Man sword that had two
0: halves and when you put it together Yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the Does toys, that they like, Yes, right? Did I imagine yes that? they would like click together. Har- yes. together.
1: Har- yeah. I think I think he got lost somewhere okay, he, there. Did He's like give a little bit like, wrapped up in
0: that.
2: Yeah, yeah okay. That's how that thing went, remember? Yeah, yeah. No, I do. I and like know. what what's the deal with that universe where he has a moment to cut away with that scene, right? <laughs> right. It's like if he shit was really going like, down <laughs> and then they have the whole cutaway and they show him transforming.
0: Well, it's a, it's a psychological move. To intimidate his opponents, it's true. Like they, they hear, hear that like stand yell, back and they hear him like all that I'm battle saying cry. is That's if right.
2: He-Man was fighting Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson would have knocked you his know what, ass out. You know what he though, as far as in the air, as far like as battle your cries go, Mike
0: Tyson into the He-Man universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of built
2: the same. Yeah.
1: I was going to say Mike Tyson would be in the GI Joe universe because they had the fridge. Ah, uh, the refrigerator had, Perry. Sergeant they had Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, then, and and then and then You the have a pro wrestler Bringing terrible. gravitas to the whole thing. Indeed indeed. But terrible battle cries Remember when they introduced Like Cobra Law I love that In the, the cartoons Cobra I'm... La 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 <laughs> <laughs> I loved Cobra Law Don't tear down Cobra Law They were so creepy Hey, I, I had those I had those I believe you did I'm just I did. saying Like they appealed To my but... creepy nature
0: <laughs> I'm going back To Globulus the sold was that. one of them um, I can't There remember was some
2: Forty something dude looking to pay the mortgage on his shitty oh, house that yeah. was like oh, yeah. oh my
1: god, I got it. Cobra la la, la, la. <laughs> That's right, that's right. And then that's you wanna talk it. you wanna talk bad bad haircuts, right? So who came up with the Thundercats?
2: Thunder Thunder
1: Thunder Cats. Like Lionel, Lionel, and here's the thing that they're, they're always confused me. So they travel through space. For Whatever reason they're in these chambers, it's supposed to keep them at whatever age Spice. they're at, and Yeah, for some reason, Lion-O starts out as a young child and grows to a man, while Wily Kit and Wily Cat don't age at all.
0: That's fair. I mean, come on, let's think about like the time that you go from like 10 to 20, 10 mm-hmm. year span, the change you go through, or and then if you go, but then the right. difference between 20 and 30. His lesson. So Lionel is fair. I
1: mean, yeah, come but Wily Kit and Wiley Cat were older than Lionel when they started the Wiley K- space K- journey. Wily Kit and
0: Cat K- is that that yeah, little Wiley like
2: Kitten, the orange, only... like, little hoppy thing? I did not they were like get into kids. Thundercats. I have to admit, I did really? not. I was not a Thundercat guy. But Panthro was cool, man. He had nunchucks. I did watch Heathcliff though. Wow,
1: way to kill it. it went real quiet.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only cat cartoon I watched. Oh my God! Actually, I if, you
1: to, cats. if you want to talk about a cat cartoon, there was one I don't remember it. but I think it might have been early nineties. His girlfriend was kind of hot. Yes. Wasn't, she? wasn't she? Yeah.
0: Now that was I remember, girlfriend? now that I think he did, about it, I don't know. For a cat, no <laughs> there was a I cat think I, like, hung out in a junkyard. That was kind of like you know what was per- kind of metal. There was, was a cat really I liked named Eek the Cat. I'm remembering
2: Eek the Cat E-E-E- was great. The
1: E-E-K, and they would always do this Eek bit. The cat was great. They always. Do you remember that bit they did every? Every cartoon, he really? would show a picture of his girlfriend to somebody, fat, and they'd be like, "Wow, white. she's really fat, really." And he'd be <laughs> he'd look at the picture, and go, "Really, really?" Yeah.
2: He never see he never saw that he his couldn't see this girlfriend, girlfriend was fat. just this giant fat. That's cat. beautiful. Yeah. They
0: should reintroduce that now. Oh, it's it was a, great. They would always really cool. make comments. He
2: would go, "Really?"
1: Actually, they had they so had an episode. Of it's also e- awful but bad. And it is. you the same should time.
2: realize he the, could they had wait an episode of the Cat
1: where they kind of parodied what is it, Rain Man. There was a character on there who was I think he was an octopus and he was kinda like Rayman. Man. He's like five five minutes to Wapner, Five minutes to Wapner. And like <laughs> running around <laughs> And Eek the Cat was like, you know, he this this guy needed help and Eek the Cat was always like, sure, it never
2: hurts to help. He that's a good voice, yeah. actually. That's pretty good. Eek yeah. the Cat was funny. Yeah, he really. was great. I loved Eek the Cat. It was some weird very humor. obscure cartoon. So, I, I, guess, I was like, cause... I
0: don't know that one at all.
2: Yeah. How about Rescue Rangers?
0: Oh no. yeah, I totally remember. I'm never saw right. How about no. how about uh,
2: Duck Tales? Darkwing dark yes. Duck. Darkwing Duck. Yeah, dark yeah. I, I the love Danger that flaps
1: duck. in the night.
2: anybody remember obscure like Danger Mouse? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. like Danger Mouse. That was good. These cartoons were interesting because they built a weird platform for us. Yeah. Right, I well, remember when Animaniacs came out. It, oh, Animaniacs! It yeah. ruled my world. They <laughs> Actually, were so funny. Muppet I, was big, I was a big Muppet fan Babies was great. I yeah. didn't
1: like Muppet Babies. Really, no. Barbara and Bunny like imagination. I maybe. Ah! <laughs> maybe. You know what though? Yes, I, <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> I I lacked imagination, but I totally bought into Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> What are we going to do tonight, Brain? Yes. Listen, Stewie Stewie Griffin wouldn't exist if it weren't for Pinky and the Brain. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Pinky and the Brain were great. I loved Pinky and the Brain. Um, I don't know why that ever went away. Never should have.
2: Uh, It was part of the Animaniacs studio. They tried to make it on their own, but it just Just couldn't fly on its own. It was a great excerpt for a skit-based comedy program.
1: I guess. I don't know. You, well, see, you talked about Muppet Babies earlier. I never got into Muppet Babies, but I loved the Muppet Show when I was a kid. I like you know, the actual Muppet I did love them, Muppet Babies, because like of their the adventures. Babies, yeah. They,
0: I think, I carried that same thing into. Please why don't I tell me Cal- you're a big
1: fan of Miss Piggy as a little kid when she's like, oh, like the. No, I like. I like.
0: Or... They had what I was going to say is I like their adventures in the imagination. They, because that was me when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, you gotcha. created these crazy yeah. worlds and scenarios. Yeah, and that's that why was I like Calvin shit, and right? yeah, yeah, that was, in the, and I saw that in them. Yeah, that was the whole angle of that show, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't know where all these shows have gone, you know, like Fraggle Rock. You guys remember Fraggle Rock? Maybe? Yeah. I, yeah. Rock. I think well, that was a Jim Henson one, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love yes. Fraggle Rock. Listen,
2: I've wanted to name my construction ventures as Doozer Construction for oh, a long shit. time.
1: Oh, Nice call that. And I Doozers. mean, I
2: I have been I have thought about it for well over 5 years wanting to put little Doozers, the little green outfit, the little white, the yellow hat, the vest I just think it fits what I do so well, Brilliant. you <laughs> know, really- and really characterizing <laughs> it, all the people that mess things up as the fraggles, because <laughs> <laughs> the fraggles are always messing Those things that's up. Those goddamn
0: fraggles. Right. That's and right. You, and it, I always
2: <laughs> right. thought the dudes were so funny. These little dudes that were like, OK, bring it in. All right.
1: little bit more. And well, then it's, it's true, because they always had that. That. Foreman, right? Yes, it sounded, the like he, foreman. it sounded like he was like from, I don't know, he was like from He some, was a uh, New York foreman. New York foreman. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and you. And then God. they
2: would eat the damn building and he'd be like, ah, God.
1: That's right. That's right. Oh my God. That was great. Sorry, I got loud great. there. No, oh, no, no. I'm just trying to fix it. Well, it's kind of funny, Mitch, because tar- Charlie and I were talking earlier tonight about like some of the old cartoons and stuff, you know, like Dudley Do-Right, mm-hmm. uh Rocky and Bullwinkle. We were talking about uh, underdog. like Underdog. Yeah. Mm hmm. Hong, what was that? Kung, hung, hung,
2: Hong Kong, Kong Fui. Fui. Uh, yes, Hong, Hong Kong food. I loved Hong Kong food. I did too. And Grape ape.
1: Oh yeah, great ape. <laughs> Dude, I'm about... sorry.
2: Written un- entirely by stoners for stoners. Probably having a That's giant true. fucking ape ride on the top of your car.
1: Great ape.
2: Hilarious. <laughs> yes. Hilarious. And we were talking about wacky racers.
1: You Love remember the dog? Yeah. Do you remember Snively? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That. We were I was telling Charlie, I was like, so there's some comic books out now where they've taken like The Flintstones, they've taken Scooby-Doo, they've taken wacky racers and they've completely changed the storylines. Like in The Flintstones, like Fred has come back from some war, has P- suffers from PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> and then like uh Scooby Doo, the Scooby Gang, they're all in the future, you know, they've got like futuristic <laughs> weapons and stuff stuff that they're using. The wacky racers look like they're uh something out of the Road Warrior. Who is mean, your favorite Flintstones crazy. character? Who's my favorite what?
2: Flintstones character.
1: Uh who is Barney's wife? Betty, Betty. Betty was my favorite I Flintstone. Felt character. dirty when he
0: He's said it. I know, it does come out more dirty. I don't what know. about the Jetsons? I didn't ask
1: you, you to pick between the two. The I daughter. said which is your favorite. <laughs> oh. The yeah, da- Mike, the, the, the daughter? daughter. Yeah, <laughs> she was hot.
2: Judy, who's the, da- Judy. Who, the daughter? No, yeah.
1: Judy, who's Judy? The, Judy? Oh, for Jetsons, Jetsons. yes, yeah. The Jetsons. I thought you were yeah. still in the no, no. no, sorry, sorry. Well, I mean, what do you get? What? what who was your favorite? Like Flintstones, Captain Caveman, wasn't it?
2: I love Captain,
0: Captain Caveman. K- K- I just like Man. because he had that cool phonograph. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Yes. yeah.
2: No, I like was unga. it was it kazoo. Mm, oh The, the kazoo the mag- was, was The amazing um, kazoo the, mag- the alien The little alien yeah. guy That would pop up
1: Hello dum-dum <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> <laughs> I just
0: love the whole bit Of
2: him just like
1: <laughs> <bleak>. Hello <laughs> dum-dum Oh
0: that's
2: That, that guy was, was great He always Actually, knew He, was, he was just so fucking <laughs> <was> smug <laughs> Oh yes and, You know <laughs> And Fred was just like, wow, whatever. I?" And he's like, and oh, no. who knew
0: that aliens were British?
2: <laughs> and he would, like, snap. Know. It was always, like, a very clear, like, "Yeah, yeah. It was always yeah. like, okay. And yeah. we <laughs> <It'll be> done,
1: <laughs> right? Well, of course they're British. You know, they speak true English, and it's smarter than we are. Whatever. <laughs> Come on. And I love the Jetsons. Oh, let not be like that. Who are you kissing? I at was
2: a like? fan of Elroy because Elroy was a tinker.
1: Elroy was smart, man. Mm-hmm. That kid was always tinkering with something.
2: His boy Elroy is... You know, but mm-hmm. I like the whole dynamic. I love that they like. It, as a kid, I thought it was always funny to see Mister Spacely yelling at George. Right? Oh, yeah. As yeah. an adult, going back on it, I think it's a great caricature. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a fantastic caricature of ninth, like like twentieth century life, mm-hmm. right? He's a fucking and the, and the it's all of their Spacely sprockets and cogswell cogs. Oh and yeah, yeah, and they're competing the, with each other. Well, it's yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. that's the metaphor. It's all about George, industry. George is the underling peon at a corporate conglomerate where mm-hmm. he is just a cog in the machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's a part all of his stresses are being torn between the duties of his family and the expectations of the industry he works in. And and he's and the funny thing is, it's a com, to me, it's a commentary on that life at that time because George is never fucking happy. He's never happy. He doesn't want to go to work happy. He's happy <laughs> when he comes home. He's happy yeah. when and there's always something wrong. Wow, you know, and so it's just it it's a fascinating thing. I think that's why you love Astro. Mm. It's truly his best friend and the one thing he wants to get peace from, but he's always causing mayhem.
1: You know, I just looked at it as like I enjoy this cartoon when I was a kid, I mean I, yeah, I you could do that too I, guess. I, mean, I mean, yeah, you could know. just enjoy it maybe so what one
0: thing um like looking back to our, our our childhood, I mean obviously we didn't get the hoverboards, we didn't get the speeder bikes and i would I would go so far True. as to say we we couldn't fathom where we are now technologically speaking, but what uh what was there a prediction or something that we were promised in our youth that came to pass something that's you imagine has happened that you didn't think would or some something. Do you know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Probably the virtual reality. The virtual reality? You think yeah. that's delivered? You're going mean, to go kind of, lawnmower
2: man on me? I, I'm kind of thinking
1: lawnmower man. I'm going to disagree with the
0: virtual reality um, thing. I do think virtual think it's not reality there. has been fleshed well, it's, out like that It's
1: still either. not fleshed out quite like that, but, I mean, it looks as though it's coming to fruition. It's uh, poopy. <laughs> and it's a pain. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. It's, it's poopy, poopy and a pain. Mm-hmm. Um, poopy. Yeah, I could see that. I don't I don You know, probably the biggest thing, and Charlie was alluding to this earlier when we were talking about Last Starfighter, uh, you know, like our our smartphones Mm -hmm. and the capacity to carry all these pictures and stuff. And uh, Charlie was talking about the alien that was uh, helping out.
2: In Starfighter.
1: In Last Starfighter, yeah. Um, Whipped out his iPhone. Yeah, essentially an iPhone. Showed off all these pictures and stuff. And, you know, that was something that, uh, you know, who could see
2: that coming? Well, so what gets me about that is... People look at, look at, they don't, people have a short memory when it comes to understanding how influence works, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and. and, Are you talking about art, like, life imitates art, art? I think it's honestly on a lot of different facets. Like, uh, on a serious note, and I won't go into this, I'm just using this as an example. My sister will say. That she doesn't follow politics or doesn't care about politics because it doesn't affect her, doesn't do anything for her, so why should she care about it, right? Her memory for that statement is short term, right? She's not looking thirty years in the past at a policy Reagan passed that is affecting her now. Mm-hmm. To her, that's not a metric. She's her, her mind doesn't work that way. And look, and that's not me finding a creative way to undermine her, right? It's just that the way that she looks at life, there's a certain bubble of time, and and she can't see where politics uh, ties into that, right? Someone so, breaking into my backyard?
1: I'm not certain. I heard a thump. I thought, but I'm not positive. Did you want to pause this for a sec?
2: I'm sure Charlie, Charlie, Charlie was just flash of his green sister. shoes into somebody's yeah. Butt-tops. Charlie
1: was in the midst of uh, you know talking a, about a soliloquy. Yeah about his sister and how she doesn't see how the past affects her now future.
2: Well, po- I'm just using it as an example politically, you know. Sure. I'm just saying in terms some people don't think that way. True. Those things carry an influence, you know. So mm-hmm. some of these things we're saying about seemingly meaningless influences from shows and things we watch, I mean, they carry an influence. They yeah. just, you know, if you have a long oh, yeah. enough
1: memory, you can see it. Well, I'm sure some of these like old cartoons or shows or like, you know, movies and stuff that people watched as kids probably influenced what they did as adults. And maybe some of the inventions that we now get to enjoy.
2: Well, that's what the question was. Yeah. Is what's the thing since you were a kid that's, right, that's come, like out come out that now? Yeah. Kind of go, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, the one thing I wanted when I was a kid, I'm going to say the hollow lens. Okay. Even though it's not a general product right now, I've seen it demonstrated in a way that the mixed reality, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say virtual reality. Sure. like
0: augmented reality. Augmented reality.
2: Yeah. The abilities to use it in constructive purposes from whether it's just creative or whether it's engineering, the platform that they're selling, if you were to YouTube the video for the HoloLens, that mm-hmm. looks exciting. And look... We are forty two. I am forty-two. But Mike is like 52, 50, and s- yeah, six, seven. and Mitch is I think, like I think a, you a ripe twenty-seven. You know It's but nice.
0: I can't I can't tell a I... lie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but look, flying cars are a thing. You mm-hmm. know, uh, uh Arab Emirates is gonna have flying cabs by in th- mm-hmm. in the terms of what we would call a flying car by twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, They there are four or five concepts that are accepted possible vehicles and to the where the Chinese government is supporting one. Mm -hmm. We've got Amazon delivering products with drones. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are things that we've seen demonstrated in a lot of ways in you know, childhood cartoons and whatnot. And if I could draw your attention to one movie, it's weirdly enough, Minority Report. Oh, if yeah. If yeah. you, okay. I mean, you can say whatever you want about the story for sure. Okay. But abstract of the plot, if you just look at the time they were demonstrating, it's not perfect, but it's fucking great when you look at what they can do now, the way that they imagined it in that movie. I'll give you a good example when he's walking through the mall and the cameras are recognizing him and putting up things that he thinks he likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me All that's that's happening. That's yeah. Google. Yeah, you know that, mean? Absolutely that is, is that is, you know, he the tablets being able to do augmented reality with the hand motions. Yeah. I mean, as a failed accessory, it was still the connect. There, still the connect mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, Samsung's even got gestures that you wave over
1: right. the front of the phone. Well, yeah, and th- and then your smartphones now don't they have some of them will recognize your eyes or something like that? Just, yeah, like, yes. yeah and Well, and
2: to you know, if you want to play an experiment, they're all so they're always recording. Start playing a game that I started playing six months ago, based off of of a suggestion from a different podcast, where I will have my phone out like it is now, and I will be talking about He-Man, like we have, it will, on my next few, like, when I go to YouTube and it gives me the suggestions, there will be something in there about He-Man. It's frightening. Without Will it, will fail, it, be, will it be the old Dolph Lundgren movie? I don't know. No, no. <laughs> it, I, I'm just saying, whenever I find myself making weird comments, like, I, I remember the one that blew me away was uh, The Last Dragon. I made a few Last Dragon references in like a condensed period of time. And when I went to my page on YouTube, because I watch YouTube fairly regularly, I went to that suggested page and there was things about The Last Dragon. So it's a real, it's a real thing. And it's, I mean, look, it's weird, but I watched the video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they oh, they got gotcha. you. Yeah. They, thanks, they, YouTube. They totally got me. Yeah. and. You know, if you want to take a bent on the subject, I'll ask a question here. If you haven't paid attention to this yet, you should check it out. But former executives during the upstart years, and by upstart I mean the first 10 years of Facebook, they are now out there over the last 90 days, four months, talking about, because they're no longer with Facebook, and they're talking about how they design these algorithms based on not only social tendencies, but dopamine hits for you personally. And the way that they design the like system to create an addictive thing where you want those likes, you check for those likes, you produce product. You, mm-hmm. you know, and well,
0: it's all a war for your attention. It is. And that's, you know, you're gone.
2: But, you know, the, the, if you listen to them, they they regret what they've done. It's an Oppenheimer moment where they're they're really realizing the influence they've leveraged mm-hmm. and they can't take it back. There are a lot of studies
0: now actually showing that the time people spend even on these social networks and things is not time well spent even by the users themselves. Like no. there's like a 80 something percent dissatisfaction with the fact I just spent 30 minutes on Facebook. How do you feel about that? I'm not happy about it. Like, right. The people are not happy about their own use of these things, but we can't turn away. Well,
2: you know what's funny Well, is that's the, what I'm saying. It's yeah. built
1: to be addictive actually, based on your psych- We actually psychology. had a conversation about this in one of my psychology classes, uh, talking about like, operant conditioning. And one of the things that they do in, in conditioning is you will have a different reward structure where it's very random.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we compared that to Facebook and the fact that like, if you post something... And then you have, like, on your Facebook feed on your phone, it comes up and says, you got a like. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very random. You don't know when you're going to get a like, but because of the fact that it's random like that, people will check their phones on a consistent basis looking to see if somebody liked their right. post. And that's, that's operating Well, and if like they that.
2: do, you get a dopamine hit.
1: Right. Well, even right. along those lines, there has
0: been proof positive that by even having your phone in the same room with you, mm-hmm. the the distraction threat that it presents drops your IQ. Really? Because you are unable to focus and execute at a high level when you have this device even within arm's reach, even in the same room. That could possibly be like, hey, I might miss something. The next like, line out of my absurd. mouth
2: is not for me. Not
0: for me. Except for well, me. once it's so low, it can't get any lower. I mean, that's not
2: that's they haven't calculated <laughs> in the Arvig principle. The Arvig that's principle. That's
0: true. That's true. So, I'm above such things. But these are measurable things. Right. And these these pocket computers. So, I mean, just try it. I actually uh, tried it. I, I hate to go back to work about it again, but we've gotten to a point now where it's not a, as big a deal for people having their phone on the, the sales floor. People have phones with them. Everyone kind of expects it. I don't even see complaints come in about, oh, this person was on their phone because it's become so ubiquitous. But I just wanted to try that because I heard about that study. And I was like, you know what, let's try, let's try banning them off the phone. Uh, you can't have it. We're gonna put it in a drawer in the back, right? And see what happens. Right. There was a marked improvement in in everyone's execution oh, sure. of oh, behavior. Yes, I absolutely. Believe. Even absolutely. If, even though they weren't sitting on the floor checking their phones, the fact that it was no longer in their pocket, it was no longer
2: in their. It was reach. no longer distraction. It's it was a, no longer a distraction. that requires yeah. attention for yeah. lack of a better description. Yeah. Facebook mm-hmm. on your phone or your phone in general is a thing that requires your attention because you want the positive reinforcement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The only way to get positive reinforcement from that machine in your pocket is to check it. Is to check it. Did I get a like? And you become your own PR group. You become your own agent. <laughs> you know, I'm not only on vacation. I'm on the perfect vacation. Yeah, I wish not, you were here, right? right. Well, right. I'm not even sharing. wish you were here, right? No, right? It's, no, it's, it's, it's not. really like look how great we're doing. That's look how great I'm doing. Look how that's always the cultivation. There aren't Facebook isn't known for the in depth expo de, exposes they do on miserable people. <laughs> I'm gonna start that. I'm gonna
0: restart my Facebook page, and I'm gonna just be a miserable motherfucker. Well, but look, would that yeah. be would that be different? Yeah,
2: and that's the point. They don't. There's not that, and 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 I think the dopamine satisfaction is when you realize that you're selling people on the product on mm-hmm. your brand, right? Mm-hmm. So if I had a Facebook page and I was always putting out like I fucking rock, here's my evidence. Look at this picture. <laughs> Nobody could take this picture unless they rock like I do. Look, I'm on a yacht. Do they rock like me? I'm on this. Right. I'm on. You know, it's all yeah. like, and they selectively put together what pictures they are. You know, sure. That's the thing. It's a big ad campaign, and it's, it becomes competitive. It's interesting to
0: me that we have dubbed it sharing, but I don't. I feel like it's like almost the opposite of actually sharing. When I share an experience with someone, it's when I'm in the pit at a show. And and we can afterwards be like, Man, that was out of hand. That's sharing. If I post a picture mm-hmm. and share it, it's not really right. sharing. I'm having a singular experience in my world. Yeah. And I'm and I'm kind of like telling you about it, but it's not really
2: sharing. Right? Well, here's the thing. If everybody, it's displaying. if right, well, look, and it depends. It's subjective. It's all, if, it's all a display. If you, it, you've it, seen those those Facebook pages where people are, like taking pictures of their food, it depends on the viewer. Well, I've look, taken look a if of my it's food. Oh, if it's of oh, right. a family <laughs> of, it depends on who your followers are, right? Sure. If your Facebook is exclusive to people that you've built a resonating relationship with, and you're like look at these pancakes I found, whatever I made. Mm-hmm. Those people are going to see that and go, well, yeah, he loves pancakes. I remember when he made me pancakes. That's been going on for 10 years. It's a different kind animal when right now. you you get my point, though. When, yeah. when it's not that group, when you're just trying to get it out to everybody, it's not, I made myself pancakes, I love my pancakes. It's... I'm in Paris and I've got the best pancakes. You know, and and everybody's like, Oh my god, he's in Paris having pancakes. I I believe those would be called. What is he doing right that I'm not doing right? And it is a delicate balance. It it is a weird. Yeah. Well, and look, some people just go for that. They want to have cool. that clout and then you get There's those people who there.
1: i think are obviously like attention seekers you know the people who well that's put what i'm referencing the, yeah they'll yeah. put up I, i've seen it where people they want that clout. very vague well i'm talking about the people who put like not everybody vague,
2: gets to go to paris and have pancakes mm-hmm. but i do
1: well they'll put like vague comments on <laughs> right, facebook kind of to get to elicit a response from people like oh i'm having a terrible day I, please don't ask me why but it's just been awful and i need your love and i support. don't want to talk about it yeah, I don't want to talk about it, but it's been a terrible day. I need your love and support.
0: You know, I, why don't I like someone asking for love and support? Well, you know what I mean? Like, and I if have they're a pro- not, specific-
1: I have a problem with it when they're like, oh, I just need your love and support, and they don't tell you why. Then you get, you know, they get all these comments like, oh, you're wonderful. You're, you're fantastic. I, okay, I see you know, where you're coming okay, I think about you. Sure. It's like, you know what? If you need that kind of self reassurance, there's other ways to get it.
2: I don't want know. to be anybody's booby. I don't want to be anybody's booby. I'm not yeah. Linus's yeah. comfort blanket. You Hans, know what I mean? That's nice booby. <laughs> that's where I'm night. at. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be at somebody's beck and call for the rebuilding of their self esteem. Yeah. You know when if somebody shares something with me and 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 it's a beautiful expression and they're meaning it from a sentimental mm-hmm. point, that's one thing. If people want to use their friends as therapists and a hundred percent supportive, it's a different relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? There's not a symbiosis there.
0: Well, when you have ten thousand people on your your Facebook as your friends, those kind of maybe not your friends. And I'm not tearing apart social media as a as no, a, I understand as a as a, like a, a means. It's to when that's the goal a connection. Yes, that's, not there's a difference. not
2: something that manifests on its own. When that's the goal. You are the product. You're mm-hmm. selling the product. Mm-hmm. You're not a genuine person that is inspiring followers. You're trying to do this for other reasons—to mm-hmm. feed ego, to feed whatever. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and there's some people out there that who genuinely want to contribute something. You want to put something out. I have a friend who does a couple different blogs and recently put out like, "Hey, look! Like, I I try to find new and entertaining content for you guys." all my followers every you know every day i'm trying to put something out and right. i i can't possibly see everything that you guys put out if, and you know if you have an opportunity please at least give me some type of feedback mm-hmm. that you are at least i, I don't know like Get, getting something back, something give and to take. Help there there should be, yeah, right. there should be some type of give and take. Well, that's that's yes. different. That yeah. sounds like and he's asking that. for feedback. No, on no, what I get he's that. Been putting no, out. I wasn't. I was and saying that what yeah. he was doing is good. No, no, I, agree I get with it because he's actually putting forth some effort to try and contribute and give something back mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to all of his followers. And uh, I, I
2: got that. I can feel. That. I, I get where he's coming from. You know, that's the point. So I could see that. Can I? Can I venture a question to get your input, Mitch? Yeah, because you're a discerning communicator, and I'd like to get what your thoughts are on this kind of uh, perception I have, and it's pertaining. I, I shared this with you, Mike, about uh, conversations pertaining to gender. Oh, oh, my God. oh so yeah, many that's topics a, right now. So <coughs> this is gonna well, we're gonna switch into something, but I, I have a unique take. Okay, I have a unique. I'm, I'm excited to hear this
0: because it's something that I'm I am actually interested in. So I trying I, to
2: find your gender at this. Yeah, well, you know. So at this point, I think that the difference, the breakdown between people who think one way and those who maybe, uh, let's say, there is someone who is transgender and they're talking to somebody who's very far removed from understanding that in any way. I think the breakdown is because there is a lack of vernacular, and 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 so let yeah. me let me right right. And so my my point being is. Gender is subjective, contextually, pertaining to who, what what kind of perspective we're talking. And what I mean is third-person perspective observed. Third-person observed gender, i.e., the doctor delivered a baby, and the doctor, from the third-person point of view, can only talk about what they are witnessing. Mm-hmm they cannot determine internal first person narrative no all they can do is say with what i'm given that's male or female biologically pertaining to third person perspective mm-hmm. and what i what i understand humbly i say possibly mistakenly i'm not you know i'm willing to grow with further information but I understand people who might identify personally as one when they start using the term gender. However, they identify its gender from the first person perspective and the labor between the third person perspective individual and the third person perspective individual. The person from the first person is trying to marry the two of those. They want the outside third person viewer to recognize and see them as they see themselves. Mm -hmm. But when you just bluntly go out into the world and say a term like gender and you get offended by somebody who says, my third-person point of view observation of what I perceive your gender to be based on the information in front of me is this. And if that other person who is transgender reacts... Negative in way, a hateful or, yeah. way. I, I mm-hmm. mean, negative, I sure. think, is hateful. fairly acceptable in mm-hmm. some capacity. But hateful, rejecting, and characterizing that individual as... The third party. The some, third third yeah, the person third person or, uh, observed observing. perspective sure. of gender. That person who's saying that, I, I, let's say the doctor, mm-hmm. I don't think that there's someone pointing that obstacle out to those having the conversation now. And I mean that from both parties. Like I think ultimately, there's the effort to get to understanding requires those who are involved with the conversation to acquiesce to the reality that there needs to be more language that's specific. There needs to
0: be language, and there needs to be a true sense of you know I um, I, I hesitate to use words like uh, tolerance because it implies. Uh, for a lot of people that there's something to tolerate, you know, but there needs to be some understanding on both parts. Yes. And then we need to maybe dial back the offense and and not be so immediately reactionary. Like, oh, my God, I'm so offended and angry at this. You, like, what, you know what? So what makes, makes me offense,
2: offense of. is a reaction to the, the, the uh, not being able to recognize the obstacle. Because okay. I, I almost feel like and what I described to Mike as is I said, it's like some of my favorite riddles mm-hmm. are riddles that the answer is so simple. Mm-hmm. that you really just run right past it, mm-hmm. right? And I used an old riddle. I don't remember specifically about, uh, you know, what can you put fire in? They basically riddle this out to be what container can you burn things in, store things in, hide things in, burn fire in, but it doesn't have any walls and you can't, you know. And it's a hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple concept. But I'm trying to think of how can this object, this container b and i'm so busy finding like imaginary <laughs> Scaling answers Scaling all these different possibilities right, right that i've moved right past whole whole is an unacceptable answer because it's too simple right? Yeah, right i i feel like that's where the offense comes from the offense from the first party perspective there's a misunderstanding between those who are observing the other and those who are the other observing themselves mm-hmm. and so and and i think that if we talked about it in that fashion it, there's an intuitive understanding that comes with just the way I phrased it there, where—and I made a joke about it, and what I'm about to say is a joke, okay? <laughs> the it's the a joke. fact that joke. you have to emphasize have to that, that. But no, wanna, that's,
0: what's a, that's where I think the problem comes well, but from. I, and I'm trying to— And get, not with you. I, just I mean, understand, yeah, but, you, but I'm trying— you feel
2: necessary to do it. I tried to make a point to Mike by saying, look, as a third-party observer, gender from a third-party observer— I don't have your first-party narrative perspective. I don't know you. I don't know how you feel or how you feel inside your own person. And I think there's some missing vernacular about how we can bridge the gap between me being a third-party observer and you being a first-party observer. And look, I'm sorry if I don't get your gender right but your cock is pretty convincing. (laughs) And look, if you're a person that has tits, breasts, and a penis, I would probably doubt my conclusions. Okay, But if you're a burly-chested man, and there's nothing from the third-party perspective that's easily discernible that you feel any differently from that, I do think there's a, an, on, an earnest defense for those who are in the third party to make that error in a very wholehearted, kind, not cruel, mm-hmm. not trying to pigeonhole the other person. I do think that if the, ca- if the conversation is characterized that way, where, hey, I'm giving you my first person narrative of how I feel of what i think is this and what i think is that and i want to find a way for you to understand that that's how i see myself i'd like for you to see me the way i see myself that's a, i think that's a conversation that has to be had and all too often pertaining to the offense that you were mentioning i think the offense comes from like the riddle it's such a com- it's a communication breakdown It's a breakdown in how the communication has to be had, in my opinion, that people turn around and take as offense. They say it's not they don't even think it's such a simple thing about it being missing words, missing vernacular to describe the situation that they go right into. He's willfully offending me because he's saying all he sees is my axe, my plaid shirt and my penis. I'm not a man. I I, you get, know, I I feel you, that. You see where I'm going I, I with do it. and there's I an think, innocence there.
0: There's an innocence There is an there. innocence, but it's getting ignored because it's we've been in the last twenty years coddled and directed into a, a culture of offense. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, and so there's you're talking about there being a simple answer and it being about vocabulary, vernacular, and, right, like There's and, and missing, having the there's easy, missing terminology. There is there's missing yeah. terminology that we if we had could help. Yes. But there's also this tendency to just not want to talk and
2: reject and reject victimhood. push away yeah. uh, and oh I can't to, believe you would, would think I was a man yeah you know, or like, I can't believe no, you would dude, think I was not, a man it's like, not you but I'm mean, like help me it. bridge the gap exactly you know,
1: well, I'm not conversate. trying to offend you And right. talking I'm about really these not. things there's something that the I'm always reminded of it's very convincing and yeah. like I don't watch South Park a lot but there was an episode of South Park that I did see where they had Big Gay Al was a Boy Scout leader or something like that yeah and right. the whole episode, you know, they're, they're everybody was worried because he's gay. He's taking our boys out, you know, camping and stuff. And, oh, my God, we got to worry about him. And the whole the whole crux of the thing at the end was <clears throat> people came to Big Gay Al's defense because, you know, of course, at that time, the Boy Scouts didn't allow gays and stuff. So, you know, they, they were all up in arms because the Boy Scouts did, wouldn't allow him to be a Scoutmaster because he's gay. But at the end of it, Big Gay Al said that he didn't want to force his views on anybody else. Uh-huh. Sure, which yeah. I thought was fantastic. I thought that was an incredible yeah. thing to say. You know, it's, it's it's this whole thing we talk about intolerance. You know, it, and understanding it, people. It's got to be. There's got to be understanding on both sides. No, hundred you know? percent. And there's a so, lot of hypocrisy rolling oh, yeah. around when it comes to these oh, yeah. things. Well, and in talking about gender and stuff, and I shared this story with Charlie, and I'll go ahead and share it now because I have an eight year old daughter. And we were watching one night, uh, what was it, Lip Sync Battle. And uh, they had an actress on there who's a transgender actress. They mentioned that a couple of times. And my 8-year-old is watching this, and she's like, well, I know what gender is. It means are you a boy or a girl. But I don't know what transgender means. So I had to explain to her, I'm like, well, transgender means that they, you know, in this particular case, put something on and cut something off. And so my daughter kind of gets this look on her face. She's like, I think I know what they put on. I'm like, yes, they cut off the penis and they added breasts. So, you know, it's, it's really weird because, you know, we talk about these things and we talk about, and I, I completely agree with Charlie. And he was, like he said, he was talking about this to me the other day. And I think he's right in that, you know, I can't identify what's going on inside someone's head. Mm-hmm. I can only identify with what I see on the outside. You until know, you get that's, to know them. That's until interesting... I get to know them, well, exactly.
2: And strictly and from an analytical point of view. Yeah, like just and I'm, I'm simply going off biology. Conversational dynamic. If you're the person who is a transgender individual, and, and look, many people are like this, and I'm with you about being offended, right? If your first action is to get so offended you're ready to go to war, I'm looking for someone to help bridge the gap. Bring me to understanding help me know your plight. Help me know, what, help both parties figure out what the missing part of that communication is. And, and it's, it's, that's where I think I get really upset. No matter what the issue is now, I think the part that upsets me is there doesn't seem to be an assumed obligation by the people who are offended to try to help bridge the gap between them and those who are not equipped to understand their position. And in this case, it would be transgender. Wow, I think if, that's very well said. If you go, if you go to a person who's seventy five years old, and you try to get them to just obliquely accept what you're giving them, and 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 not accepting the fact that they're going to have to reject a lifetime of what they've established in their backlogs of how things work, you know, uh, let's find the error. Let's find where our communication gap is and let's work together to find a way to bring me to understanding about what you're trying to tell me so that I can't mistreat you. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of being upset that my natural code is outdated maybe, you know, maybe you're you're working on a Linux system and this is an MS-DOS person. You can't just go in there with the same metrics and codes and expect it to work out right. And it's it's the lack of understanding and sympathy to humanity you know, those people don't always intend wrong. They may be guilty of being wrong, but that context of them wanting to understand and in many cases not being able to be brought to understanding because of a breakdown in communication. Nothing more, nothing offensive, nothing belligerent. And what I think happens is some of the individuals that I have seen who are on the side of trying to say, this is how I see myself, there is some situations where they don't have any empathy to the people who can't see that. Yeah, and and they don't mm-hmm. they don't and look no 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 casting or wagging a finger onto them. I think it takes a big person to sort of magnanimously understand that they're ignorant to something, mm-hmm. and that they have to learn about it. Right? Not, but that's what you, kind, you know. you've kind
0: of boiled it down to in a couple a couple instances. And in what you're saying is there needs to be. Re-education and understanding of both parties, both parts. It's it's not just. There's no guilty party particularly, except right, our own language. Right, right, right. There's our no villain. Language. There's no villain. It's here. not. Like, I mean, there are, like but there's not as many <laughs> no, as the way it's people. stated. There right. are,
2: and they you can't really reach. Well, and there's an understanding of, but power. not everyone is them. People don't understand the use of influence and power because mm-hmm. a lot of those people who want to be understood, they push some of the people who want to understand into groups that they might not normally go into by portraying that prejudice. You know, Mm -hmm. oh, well, you don't understand me. You're a hateful bigot. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe they've had 60 years of church indoctrination. They don't know how to understand what you're saying then. And and look, with all due respect, you're pretty fucking shitty at displaying your message, too. You need to find a way to articulate... This on every facet that needs to be addressed, mm-hmm. and you need to be able to understand that. As far as the dynamic of interpersonal communication, how do I know and make well, look, sure that beyond you get even where that, I'm at. Yeah. can I just be so bold as to say that there's more to a person
0: than their gender? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So being offended because someone misunderstands that misunderstands your portrayal or the way that you feel inside—that's just one aspect of the of yes. the depth of a human being and people like who identify too much with just one facet you're you're limiting others ability to understand you to empathize with you to connect with you there's there's just too many things that we can uh, that we can connect on as human beings as to just boil it down to that well,
2: and and the mm. the shunning the shirking of responsibility to not try to bridge that gap for the people that you desire the acceptance mm-hmm. of is what bothers me mm-hmm. because i think there's a there metaphorically it's different when you go up to somebody and place out an open hand and say, would you take a walk with me for a second and and kind of hear my story and come with me. Mm-hmm. Many people will go, okay, uh, yeah, sure, and they're curious and mm-hmm. they want to be a participant in a process. That's a different animal than getting behind somebody and shoving them to one end. Mm-hmm. And And then if they don't want to be a part of it, you go, well, you're obviously a bigot. And it's like, no, but you're pressuring me and I don't react well to pressure and you're kind of defying a bunch of tenets that, right or wrong, are established in me. And it's not that I don't want to understand, but I need some guidance. And the act of wanting them to acquiesce to your mindset, to your reality without offering any guidance Mm -hmm. is so characteristic of bullying. (laughs) And, 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 and it's, it's not that I'm trying to say they don't have a right to be heard. They do. But if you feel like you have a right to be heard, you have an obligation to hone your message in a way that is built for humans, that has a human aspect, and, and enough perception where you can pull back from it and say, as pure and right as my message is, I need to be able to deliver it well. And that's been true for every person in history... Um, that you can think of that was trying to achieve this Martin Luther King is a good example because the way he displayed his message the way that he fought his fight was a hundred percent about bridging a gap of understanding mm-hmm. and he knew that if he were to show up that was his disagreement in my opinion on the other side you know you can't be aggressive and expect people to understand you know there was a way to bring people to understanding your position and your plight. And, and it's those people that I think have the most success. There's definitely a time for provocative resistance, protest, sure. But that's not the only method. And it's not always the most effective tactic. And for some of the people out there who are trying to deal with this issue, I feel like just understanding there are people who want to understand but don't know how. And having a sympathy to understand there's a comprehension issue, there's, there's a generation gap, there's an entire school of education that people aren't privy to and to just group them in to uh, you know a large... With the hate mongers. Yeah, right. yeah. No,
0: well, like I myself... that selling them short. No, it absolutely yeah. is true. Like, by immediately lumping people together with, with, with your... If you are not lucky enough to understand and if you're searching for understanding, if you're open to it, but you're pushed away by... Pre, like bias then it it makes it even more difficult having been on that side of it and known people who've like immediately been unsympathetic or unwilling to discuss their position just by the simple fact that i was a man
2: or they're offended
0: like yeah like, look i i personally didn't do anything to you mm-hmm. and if you're willing to tell me your side of things i want to know i'm interested i'm yeah i am more than open but if your immediate like stance is one of contention and pushback then it makes it so much harder for me to get there.
2: Oh well, and what's your you natural know? reaction? You know? Right? Yeah. I mean you're going to defend yourself at some mm-hmm. point. And that, and look ultimately I'm calling both parties the same thing. I'm saying if if you are unwilling to learn and reluctant and belligerent I have
0: very little tolerance for the like willful ignorance. Right. Exa- I don't either. I, I I
2: hate it. And 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 if on the other side of it If you're the kind of person that just expects people to swallow what you're shoving in their face without trying to articulate it better, without trying to be guiding, with trying to be forceful, both of you are guilty of the same thing. You're Mm -hmm. lazy in how you manifest and execute this communication. You don't want to take part in a process that's going to deliver fruit and be productive. And if that's your instance, then you are part of the problem. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, you're a lazy thinker, you're lazy about your communication, you're a kid. Kids want to shove it in your face mm-hmm. and expect you to swallow it and understand. That's it. If you want to really get things done, you will hone your message and find a way to deliver it in a compelling and a compassionate way. You know, help help other people understand because I do think in the end moms dads friends families they want to be there for you mm-hmm. but sometimes it's a bigger leap than you think and i think that manifests in a lot of different ways ironically it makes me think of people who have uh, trouble speaking a native language you know if somebody moves to the united states and doesn't speak english very well there's a lot of things that might stand in their way english is a hard language people may not have the money to find somebody to teach them english even if they have the money, they might struggle with comprehension. Mm-hmm. Mike, you have issues with Spanish. I do. That's right. True. I mean, it's 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 not beyond. i just, like you said, a basic I was, knowledge.
1: I was born in El Salvador, you know, so I'm Hispanic, uh, you know, by birth. I but but you don't, I don't have a tongue for it. I don't have a tongue for it. No, I right. I don't have a gene that kicked in, unfortunately. And that's not right and or wrong, right? No, no. But
2: but and if somebody got offended. Because right. you're from El Salvador, oh, I've, I've and, had people, <laughs> yeah. I've had people in right. retail,
1: I've had people get offended because you know I look Hispanic and I don't speak Spanish, right? And they get offended because I don't speak Spanish.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, and it's kind of my point.
1: And you know, I, I honestly, you know, to to what you said, you know, understanding on both sides, I've never really, really pursued trying to learn Spanish. I've, I've tried. I've taken a couple courses in college. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my, my parents, my adoptive parents really wanted me to learn Spanish in high school. They really wanted me to like learn about my culture. I didn't have any desire to do so. So, you know, that's one of those things we're talking about, like the understanding has to be on both sides, right? You know, I need to be patient with the people who don't speak the English or speak Spanish and they need to be patient with me for not being able to understand Spanish. What? And And we've, you know, I've had experiences working in retail where I've spoken, you know, what little Spanish I know and trying to communicate with people like the price on a video game, per se, and like GameStop, uh, you know, selling them a system and trying to hook them up with everything they need for that. You know, but... (laughs) (laughs)
2: 74 (laughs) dolores. Si, si. Cuanto cuesta. You still got me. (laughs) beat, both. All I've got is
0: like, lo siento.
2: Yeah. Well, Well, I I usually start out with that. I I, I just don't don't think it should be... I really hope that the motive for getting somebody's truth out takes a bent towards patience and sympathy to people who've got no reason to just acquiesce and accept that your reality is the right one.
1: Oh, yeah. And I hope you know, people will be patient, patient from with me because from here on out, I, I want to identify well, as ninja. In general,
2: yeah. well, nobody's
0: reality is, is the right one because we are quite likely all space brains. Anyway, mm-hmm. just floating True. around in the
1: cosmos. True. Just out there in the ether. No, for real.
2: I just mm. think subjective perspective is a burden and a privilege simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So if somebody does find themselves in a place where they feel like their first person gender is one <clears> thing and the way that the world sees them is another, I don't know what that's like. I think, I With think these, humility, things,
1: these things that you've been talking about, Charlie, are great for any anybody trying to communicate, trying to relate to or trying to understand, you know, anybody else in any context. I mean, there needs to be patience. Mm-hmm. There needs to be, you know, a, a, an equal part effort on, on both both parties. Well, um, And you know.
2: it, it would help to just have someone, because I think we go through different versions of this on a much lower level. I mean, mm-hmm. when you're an adolescent and you're starting to carve out who you are. And you know I'm still carving out who I am. Well, I'm just talking about in light of your parents, (laughs) right? When you have a difference between what you see as who you are and what your parents see as what they want you to be Mm -hmm. or who you are, at some point when you transition from adolescent to adult, there comes a time where you and your parents kind of go through a reconciliation of, okay, so I'm not what you thought I was gonna be. I'm these things that are better and these things that really don't pertain to what you wanted. And some of these things you might consider uh, uh, not you're not happy about. But, not listen- yeah. Right. But you get my point. Your, your job with your family members is really to carve out, like, here I am. You kind of go through a, a weird struggle of what your family expects you to be and what you really are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And w- as you get older, if you have a healthy relationship, at some point... There's a meeting, there's a middle ground where your parents go, you know what, I like him for who he is, even though he wasn't what I expected him to be, right? Mm -hmm. That's not a derogatory thing. That's a path of education and acceptance for your parents to go, you know, at some point it's his to navigate. How do you see yourself? Because I'm not so egotistical to presume I know everything about how you see yourself the only time you know that about another person is through humility,
0: mm-hmm.
2: not through ego. And so like if that could happen between people who are going through a crisis of identity, however that manifests, and realizing that, sadly, it is kind of a burden on them to help bridge the gap between those that they care about the most, not general society, but to try to help articulate that conversation and say, you know... Let's find where we break down in communication on both sides. And look, it's an idealistic situation, right? Both well, people. Being, if you want to talk about you know, ideals,
0: like, I, and I'm gonna just throw that. Out. For me, the ideal is that we stop drawing lines at all, and recognize that there are things that are much deeper and more important than than even these topics. Like yeah. uh, honestly, like who you sleep with or who, whether you see. Your wee-wee is a hoo-ha or your are what? D- those things, those are personal and I still respect them and I yeah. have empathy and sympathize yeah. with whatever the things that you're going through. But in all honesty, all of those issues are things that eventually I feel the human race will outgrow having any need to discuss or drawing lines. Race doesn't matter. Sure. Sexual orientation doesn't matter. Those things are not important. The human experience, well, they should be. Art, passion, no, they shouldn't be. They they are important because we're living in an imperfect world. With this, as far
2: as boundaries for other people to feel offended by, yeah, Uh, I think think definitely as far as like to
0: be offended by, but I just mean like it's like for me, I I and not to be too self, you know, aggrandizing. I I've grown past those things. Yeah, like it's it's just those are not the things that concern me about another person. In except for in so far as like you know is it making your life harder is there anything that i can do to assist with that or make it better for you am i not behaving in a way that is conducive to you feeling comfortable around me those things yes of course i care about those things right. but i'm not judging you on whether you any of those those items i have
1: deeper concerns Well, we're we're talking about a perfect world there, you know, where I am talking about a move beyond those things. Well, I think there are people out there, I think, just like you, Mitch, they see things in that that light. And that is fantastic. But unfortunately, there's a lot of people like Charlie said on both sides who haven't moved to those points. And there needs to be this understanding. There needs to be this this work that has to take place. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be something that just comes overnight. But. You know, hopefully we get there.
2: The thing that gets in my head is I'm a 42 year old man who is married to a beautiful woman that I'm very happy with and uh, heterosexual. Um, but look, other people might see things that I enjoy, whether it's music that I like, or whether it's dancing that I like, or whether it's clothes that I like. And they may not see that as being fitting of some of the ways that it should be. Well, we saw and,
1: some of the clothes tonight that you like. You showed us that on your phone, and yeah, that's not befitting of but, anybody, really. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: and look, and and look to your point. To your point, though, if I were to be a boy now, I don't know that I would. I would feel almost compelled to want to identify differently than I did when I was growing up, and I don't feel torn about it. I I, I take a lot of pride and and humor at myself at the fact that. A, a, a lot of things are joked about about me having uh metrosexual or gay tendencies because of whatever and look i lean into it and i find it humorous because i i see it as an avenue for people to make light of it and accept it over time right oh
1: yeah we found your close humor but so
2: that's how it works though my brother-in-law who i am really close to and love one of his favorite punchlines and he's a he's a southern guy traditional guy and I, and I want you to know there, this is meant in, in a kind, loving way before we start painting him the wrong way, he will tell me while walking around, man, you missed your calling. You would have made a great homo. <laughs> and he's got this stereotype of what he believes that is, right? And for a lot of guys that, that are from that area of the world, deep south, they might take that as a rub or a jab or something sarcastic. And I completely don't. I think that I understand where he's coming from. He does not have a better way of understanding it. Now, when that started, I might have been like, What a dick.
0: Yeah, but you're coming from a place of like of of a, a greater understanding, a desire to not be ignorant. You're you're not offended by it because no. you, you are creating with even around yourself a culture of that not being Something
2: that's well, a rub. Or that he's basically mistaken about his terminology, right? Because sure. I, I can tell you several, like now that it's been 15 years later since I've met the guy, and he's seen me do things that traditional values sort of shine on, right? Mm. My wife went through troubles, and I stayed by her side. I married her. That marriage is a big thing to him and his conservative values and whatnot. But what it's done is it's taken all the things that he might have made the joke about before, the pink grape for Perrier, the, the, the clothes that he doesn't really see as being completely heterosexual, <laughs> the, the, the dancing, the attitude, whatever. He, he doesn't put that in the context of me being less than anymore. Now it's a yeah. joke. It's really that he has accepted the fact that this is a different version of the term man than he would have traditionally uh, described. And and the way I'm trying to put it into the perspective of somebody who's transgender now is if I were 13, when the same exact person that I was when I was 13 in 1988, okay, in the influences I had then, today with today's descriptions, definitions, and vernacular, I would be faced with this place where I wouldn't be. My identity crisis and the same that everybody goes through in adolescence, it would have been added with another layer of, oh, there's transgender. And it might have influenced how I thought about myself. That's my concern about people now is that there are boys like me who are just going to be loyal, good, hardworking men who can build houses that also like to dance to RuPaul, <laughs> cry at movies, wear bright colors, really get too much into their hair. Yeah. and Yeah. You know, that kind of shit, right? It's going to fit all more together. I
0: think it would be more British. <laughs> no, but fit- I get that. I mean, yeah. you're talking to a guy who liked to paint his nails, right. liked to wear eyeliner. I've got painted like nails right now. Like those, that's who I <laughs> Painted who toenails, I by the way. Yeah. It's what I feel comfortable I enjoy in. it. It's mm-hmm. so. I mean, you're preaching to the choir here, and I quite honestly, I'm, I'm. I don't ir- want to talk about I get, it anymore, man. I'm, no, I get I'm exhausted it. by the level of ignorance in, in people. Like, yeah. and I'm part of the problem then, because I'm, I cannot talk about it anymore. and I cannot try and preach to people anymore. I can't. I've, I'm willing to listen, and I'm willing to try and explain. But there is a certain point at which. If you have a problem with this, if there's an if you if you don't understand it and you're not willing to listen, then I I can't teach you. Right. I can't help you. Well, like you're just going to have to be weeded out eventually in the evolution of mankind right, because we're going to grow right. past this. Well, you will. As as a as a people as Ultimately
2: a it's subjective. Ultimately, all I was trying to get to is at the end of it, you have to be able the American concept to me is being able to let individuals define themselves instead of being pressured to be defined by the people around them. And if you can accept that, then, and you can just let people grow into their, where they're comfortable, it doesn't really matter, like you're saying. In the I end, it's that. not about the, at least, and I can only speak for myself and probably the people at this table, conceptually, it's not about the third party perspective defining you. That's my problem with that argument, going back full circle. It's when we talk about gender and we throw a word like gender into it, there's not someone stopping and saying this person talking about their own gender is talking about it from the first person perspective. And there are natural, clear, understandable obstacles that cannot be ignored if you are desiring for the world around you, the third party perspective, to, to see you as you see you. And if that's what you want, you're going to actually have to assume responsibility for some of the fine-tuning and work that goes along with bringing people to that place. And if you're not, if you're belligerently just staking your your flag in the ground and saying, recognize, you might want to accept that you're just a belligerent pushy prick. Yeah. And it's not about your identity, and it's not about people being cruel, and it's not about... Uh, Not always, at least. There are some good people that want to understand that just don't know how, and you're not willing to play a facilitating role in helping them get there. And if you're not going to do that, and you're not going to guide them in any way or provide them with where they can get guidance and be patient and understanding to their plight like you want them to be understanding to you, you are part of the problem. You are an instigator. And unfortunately, that has to be called out, not because of anything other than you're you're approaching it like a child. You're expecting everybody to 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 go your way just because you're creating an uproar. You know, you're you're expecting the world to capitulate. There are so
0: many spin-off topics here because some people are just about creating an uproar. I, I, I understand, are, you know, so that I mean
2: there's there's a lot to 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 yeah. dig into there. And there's not enough voices out there like this <clears throat> where they're going to say, I know where the breakdown in communication is. And that's really where I, I wanted to bring the comment up. It wasn't to bring transgender to the table. It was to say, here's what I think of the breakdown in the communication is, is that there's not enough of a platform for people to go, hey, I can only go by what I'm given. I can only go by what I see. you know, I But don't, for so you know, many
0: people, that's not... That's not an acceptable answer. So those in those instances, that's part of the problem is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, I, I think there has to be a boldness to the defense against people who want to be recognized a certain way. There has to be someone there going, I understand and I'm willing to participate and I want to do that. But I have an issue. Maybe I don't comprehend it the way you would like me to. Um, help me get there. Help me get there. Mm -hmm. I'm not defending the person who's belligerently being a jerk about it and not wanting to grow, not wanting to learn, not wanting to be brought to that understanding, not wanting to bridge the gap. That is a group of people I'm not defending. I'm defending good people who start off wanting to understand and get just beat to a point where they just have to be defensive. They get told that they're a piece of shit enough to where they go, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not a piece of shit. If I'm any kind of piece of shit, you're a piece of shit too. Because you're not, <laughs> you
0: know, you, I want to learn. Well, what and are you saying about childish, like, response well, yeah, and, like, but like, but like, you know what I'm saying? You're a, right? piece of shit, you're a piece of shit too. But that's what no, you're saying. No, you are. No, you are. Your mom is. That's if right. you're not going <laughs> to
2: help me learn, where should I go? Oh, you're not going to tell me. You're just going to tell me I'm horrible. Yeah. Well, what am I supposed to do in I, that frame? That's true. Yeah. Am no, I not supposed is. to go, you are also a lazy thinker because you're not going to help me? And here's the worst part many of the people crying foul. Don't know how to bridge that gap, and they're not interested yeah. in learning. They're guilty of the same shit. They're lazy about their process, lazy about their thinking with a good cause. I'm not taking away anything from that. I, I feel that
0: absolutely no. And, then, and know? the things I see it like almost daily, and it's really difficult. As I've tried to embrace social media and things, I see statements and tweets and Instagrams that are belligerent and just uh, stubborn. It's like, but you're not giving the other side a a chance to. You're not even trying to communicate. It's not a process
2: you're interested in. Yeah, you're not interested in the process. You're interested in the controversy. Yeah, you're interested in the persecution. Yeah, of identifying. I'm the victim. I'm the misunderstood. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. What do we do now? If I'm telling you I want to know more and I want to understand, but I'm having difficulties. What is your don't place? Don't hate now? me just because I have a penis. Well, well, well right. But well, what are you going to, you're going to cast me away because I don't intuitively know how to fucking get this? Yeah. Give me a break. And look, yeah. and a lot of it's innocent. And that's why I was making the joke about the cock being convincing. Because if I see a dude walk out of the shower at a gym with a fucking dong and a towel, I'm going to go, what's up, bro? <laughs> you're a man's man. I don't identify as a man. Oh. Well, your mad peck, six-pack, and ten-inch dick kind of sold me (laughs) on you being a man. Yeah. And not that I'm being cruel. I didn't say that to try to pigeonhole you. I was just saying what I observed from my very limited third-person perspective. And if it's important to you for me to understand who you see yourself as, let's have a beer. Let's talk about it. Help me understand how that works because I'm not familiar and I'm innocently not familiar. You know, I'm not... Yeah. Trying to cast you into some, you know, square peg, round hole situation. I really it's don't dirty. know. Help me understand. Help Take some responsibility, even if it's recognizing that you're not the right person to deliver that gap, to bridge that gap. Sure. And Maybe that could, it's just, be... just enough for you to go, hey, here's a website. <laughs> you know, I'm not the right person well, for that you that to brings talk me back to. to. I'm really <laughs> sensitive, you know. And, and whatever it is, yeah. you know, bring, help facilitate that. As opposed to just being in my face while I'm getting a taco
0: if I see a group of people come in I'm like hey guys I'm not trying to assign a gender right. to that I'm just saying hey guys that's
1: like saying hey y'all
0: you know it's not a male female thing don't be offensive don't give me a dirty look don't get a, like <laughs> bent out of shape because I was just like hey guys I did I'm I'm not trying to offend
2: I'll give you great I'm being Mm-hmm. Funniest Luckily. thing that happened to me That's kind of like that Is I was at Lowe's And the person helping me Referred to me as you people But he was referring to us As cro- as contractors Sure Right And because I was making I was asking sure. him a specific question About materials And he goes Oh well, you awesome. people Okay I, Just for the record yeah. I am I am a A short White Obviously Italian Mexican man Okay <laughs> I have no business, <laughs> put, you know, propping up the flag of the common use of the term <laughs> "you people." But I totally went there with the cashier, and ma- it made it awkward and funny because I was like, "You people, what do you mean, you people?" "Mean <laughs> you people," right? And I'm completely doing it as a play on the sure. offense. Well, wait, and what were you wearing that day? Well, <laughs> <laughs> contractor clothes. Contractor but, clothes. Were they, Charlie? And look, were the guy, they? the guy laughed because he. He was uncomfortable at first, but when he broke down in laughter, he knew I was trying to bring an air to this moment in the same context that you're saying. So many people would be offended uh, weirdly, and it's it's made a joke of commonly that to have a white guy co- commenting on that, you people, and the guy that's helping me is black. Okay? The funniness to me, I was, I mean, just in my humor of it, I'm showing him. I'm laughing about this because I understand it. I'm you know, laughing about this because it's a funny trope. And you and I don't have to make it serious. You and I can make a joke of it and kind of giggle. And in that moment, we're equals. There's no difference. We both think it's funny. We both get the joke. Yes, Charlie and he giggles. Did. He, what? Yeah, Charlie giggles. Well, the <laughs> giggling is fine. Yeah. And I'm thinking that that's, the, that's
0: a big part of the answer to all of this. Have a little bit of a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. The Me, little you know, a little brevity. A little brevity. Be able to laugh. I think that the ability to, to joke and make light, even if serious topics, is for me. Then this is my.
1: I think it's vital to understanding and to getting past it. Oh yeah, because it's human, you know, yeah, it's I brought, up, I brought up South human. Park a while ago, and you know they're always making fun of everything. But yet, when you look at some of the shows they've put on their humor is breaking down barriers and talking about some very serious subjects.
2: They do a really creative job at exposing how clumsy and flawed and human we are, and they they make laughs out of it. Yeah. And honestly, I think we all want to understand, we all want to get along well, but none of us react well to somebody getting in your face and shoving it in your face and saying that they were right all the time. You know, it's not... It's not the way to build bridges, and that's yeah. that's the part I Just remember I that, Charlie. I yeah, I know, right? I'm the, <laughs> I need to remember that. No, I, I really think that's the hardest part. It's a communication issue. I, I heard do- the waiting was the hardest part. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, those are just lyrics. <laughs> no, I, I really do think that, that there's something to that. Anyway, I, my whole point was to try to th- say that I had a moment where... If it it says anything, I care enough about trying to think about the issue and I want to understand the issue that for me, I, I have just kind of come across a place where I believe that a good amount of the problems that we have that make news, that make people feel hurt or painful, there's just a step that they're missing. And that's understanding that communicationally, this is rife with pitfalls that are so simple that they're deceptive and people move right past them and are quick to start casting judgment about why people might think one thing or the other. It is a really difficult conversation. And if I had to point out the one most important part of it, it's the use of a word that means two different things. Gender as a word depends on the context of the subject who's speaking it. If you're talking about your own gender, your own first-person observed gender, that is a different animal and much more thorough than a third party observing your gender. They're extremely limited, they don't know, and they can only be cast on what they're given. And look, not everybody has to, but how are they supposed to know how to treat you individually? If you walk up wearing whatever you're wearing, let's just go bruce jenner if you walk up wearing a dress makeup a brazier, you're showing your stems and you got high heel shoes and then get offended when somebody calls you a woman you need to have a moment of sympathy and go well what am i what information am i presenting them and let's remember they don't exist in my reality they're not in my head they only see what i'm giving them and I don't, you know, to me, that's a tactic. When you're so quick to assume offense and display it, it's a way, uh, it's almost like extortion. You've got a way of a pitfall of trapping a simple-minded or otherwise not thinking about that subject individual. Maybe not and, even simple-minded. Just,
0: Sometimes it's just an innocent mistake. Like it it is. earlier. It, it is. I used to have it really is. long hair and, again, a guy who painted his nails. I can't Fair tell enough. you the number of times someone came up to me from behind. Ma'am? <laughs> like... I would never was offended at that. It was just kind of funny. I was like, oh.
2: Right.
0: And, and, I, and I've watched them squirm afterwards. Oh, uh, oh I'm sorry, uh, sir. Oh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Got yeah. like a free basket of muffins because of it once. Right. I'm like, dude. Really? Okay. Basket yeah. of muffins? Yeah, at Marie um, <laughs> Calendars, I think. or whatever. What is that place that there's like a little restaurant outside the Tucson Mall? Marie Calendars. Kind of, is yeah. it a Marie Calendars? Yeah, the, the waiter was so flustered and so embarrassed that brought me back like a basket full of their their muffins. I was like. Thank what? you, but not necessary. It's okay. I mean, I get it. Long hair from the back. Maybe even saw a hand with some painted mm. nails on it. You said, ma'am. Like, so? Yeah. I, you I, I'm not offended. Of I,
2: I like women. And I'm yeah. not offended. <laughs> and the offense factor. I mean, look, I, I'm not uh, well, like you said, I think religious a religious bible and Christian, of... <laughs> but forgiveness is important. A certain important. amount of humor. Understanding. Yeah. They're just humans. Yeah. you got to help them. Yeah. You know, and if you're not... No, absolutely. You don't get the right to bitch about it. If you, <laughs> I'm sorry, but in my opinion, if you're not participating in a role of helping bridge that gap and all you're doing is persecu- being the persecuted victim, you don't have as much clout to bitch about that if you're not helping bridge the gap. yeah. If you're not trying to hone your message, if you're not trying to find the communication breakdowns, you're doing yourself a disservice. In, in my opinion, at this point in my life, that's where I have a problem with it. You know, you got to meet me halfway. I want to understand, and if I don't, I've got questions. But if you're going to be mad at me and call me names because I have questions, if you're going to be mad at any individual because they might have a comprehension issue or maybe they just don't intuitively understand what you're telling them, you're, you're the part of the major part of the problem. You yeah. know, you're, you're the fascist. And I'm not saying that about any group. I'm saying that as individually, subjectively. There are people who are kind hearted that want to be understood. There are people who demand to be understood and don't want to put any work into it. And I don't care if your message is conservative, you know, conservatism and pro Trumpism, or whether it's your personal tra- gender identity or whatever it is, if you approach it with that attitude, good luck getting fans. Good Demanding luck. Demanding understanding followers. is yeah. almost an oxymoron.
0: You it can't is. demand understanding.
2: But that is like, part of what goes the, on. Yes. Yeah. Why do you gotta go
0: back to Nolan's? <laughs> why can't you just like be here and we can't have like conversations right. like this is why you need to come over and we, need, we really need to follow through on the whole Skype conversation thing. Like we yeah. can do this I would like, love over the over, yeah. well, distance because this is fucking silly to not be able to do this more often. Well, and Mitch, you making and me I, sad right now.
2: You and I riff I off each other so well. I actually, I appreciate the context of this conversation, even though I know you kind of didn't want to go there based on <laughs> that. But look, being able to have somebody that you can disagree on things with in a constructive way, there are a lot of people who won't venture to have this conversation. Right, and and I'm I'm a hundred percent acknowledging that there are things that I haven't thought of, that I don't know, perspectives that I I'm not privy to, that I want to be I want to understand, and I'm willing to admit where I'm wrong. Well, right? I think
0: it's good that we had this conversation, even though at first I was reluctant.
2: And well, nobody else will hear this conversation.
0: No, no one else will. But but <laughs> but furthermore, because I, I think I'm I'm hesitant most of the time because because I I. Encounter people who are not willing to have the conversation. So maybe as as you and I are still like developing our friendship as closer and, yeah, and things yeah. like I may not have understood that this conversation would have gone this way. So I was sure. unwilling to kind of go because oh, I was like, well, okay. maybe I don't know how it's going to happen or what's going to go. You know what? Well, you're your, responding to your, your past experiences too. Yeah, yeah like right, I, yeah. I don't want to have that conversation because most people shut down and they won't have it. But you. You did. I don't have a line in the sand. So I just have some, I have some
2: ethereal opinions that I need some grounding on and, and I respect you and I respect your perspective on it. I think the beauty of it, though, is you and I as conversationalists can mitigate the difficulties of this kind of conversation better than some, maybe not most, but some. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I mean, it's important because if, if anybody listens to this and they've had these conversations with their family yeah or friends of theirs, they might, those are the same people you're talking about, about shutting down or about having a hard line in the sand that they're not willing to come off of. And then maybe they don't appreciate the perspective of the other person involved. Those are positions you and I can represent mm-hmm. with eloquence and civility and be able to go through. You know, and it's a good thing to have that little bit of tension, right? It's a good thing to go know that we don't intuitively agree on this, where we do on most things that we've talked about, and to hear both of us kind of give each other the respect of being heard, and then, and and it's not even about saying, "Oh, I was wrong there." It's about growth. It's about okay, that I didn't consider that from that perspective. Here's why that makes sense. Here's why this doesn't make sense, and really getting to that. That tangible product where we both end up at a place where we would find a way to go, Okay, I get it now. I, or I get it better. I right. It I understand I more. And yeah. and and that that for people who listen and pay attention would help them a lot in their everyday yeah. lives. Or at least even to understand what they're seeing in the news. Yeah. You know, or somebody that might be passionate. It, it it's it's about avoiding making broad assumptions about people and pigeonholing them into little boxes they don't belong in. It's about not being. It's about being justified, not unfair. It's
0: about avoiding ninjas too. You do have to avoid. Ninjas. Yeah, Mike, get out of I'm here. Sorry, sorry.
2: <laughs> thanks, Mitch. Sorry. I didn't mean you specifically. Long-winded <laughs> <Yeah>. closing out. <laughs> Maybe That's great right. conversation. We
0: get ed- edit again, Mike. Did you have some closing words for us tonight? Hey, thanks for sitting down in the red room, Mike. It's been too, too, too long. I'm happy to be here, man. Seriously, I miss this.
2: Come back. We'll do the Skype. Yes, I'll come we'll at it. you live from New we'll Orleans. We'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. We'll,
0: we'll have to video that one. So you can see little Charlie face right here. That worked for me. Robot Charlie? So Charlie Robo Bot? Charlie.
2: <laughs> I like Charlie Bot. And look, Mitch, I, I, I think it's fun to take... There are things where we're going to disagree. I think it's a great yeah. dynamic. Because, look, not everybody can disagree and be able to make it through the conversation. I, here. I think
0: he was trying to get us out. Well, I don't like hip-hop dancing. You don't like he doesn't more
1: colors. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like colors. I like black.
0: Black only. That's true. I think
2: when it comes to some of those political conversations in the future or things like that, it might be just Episodically, a good idea for us to actually take differing positions <laughs> and go through. The I don't l-
1: think you guys will have any problem finding differing positions.
2: But you know, going through the process. It's dirty. Of it. Why is it always got to be dirty? But you know what I mean? Going through the process. I do want to go through it. the process yeah. and I would and like to
0: do the process with additional like planning ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, here's No, here no, some no doubt. No so doubt. That, you I'm you sorry. Know.
2: That was Mike's phone. No, I'm blaming no. him. <laughs> sure.
0: Sure. <laughs> Blame the ninja. Totally oh, ninja. It's always the so awesome. ninja. So ninja. Oh my God. Oh. thank you Mitch for if anyone actually ends up hearing this one if we haven't edited the whole thing completely out uh, it has uh, been an an incredibly great uh, reminiscence from the Red Room tonight having uh, these guys back in here Um, if you get an opportunity please jump on subscribe, uh, check out the website uh, and in all other ways maybe just give us a little bit of feedback, let us know how things are going you can find uh, From the Red Room where any fine podcasts can be found uh, thanks again. We had uh, tonight in the Red Room.
2: Charlie, I always find time for a little R&R&R. And, R and, R.
0: <laughs> and Mike the Ninja? Mike the Ninja. Mike the Ninja
2: I, okay. I might have misidentified. Mis- mis- you know what, Mike? But... That rolls off the tongue really well. <laughs> well, you know what? Mike you only ninja. have
0: on like that shirt. I can't read you as a ninja That's true. with that Well, I'm that, in that
2: that disguise. Shirt. You know, I'm, well, I'm, I'm thinking, thinking ninja like Chris not... Farley ninja.
1: You know what? I'm like Zartan. I'm in disguise. <laughs> okay. Good night, everybody (laughs) Thanks again